All right, so here we are with yet another version of the Wacky World podcast, and today it's a pleasure to have Nadia Al-Samri, a great friend on this podcast. Nadia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure to connect with you, Mr. Cliff. So why don't you uh, give my listeners a little bit of your history, both not only from diabetes, but tell them about your book, you know, from Berkeley to Bag- or Baghdad to Berkeley. Sorry, I got that name wrong. You know, but tell them a little bit about, you know, the diabetes journey and then your other journey. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I got into the business 30 years ago. I used to be a stockbroker and I wanted to, I was looking for something else to do because I wanted to have a family and raise a family. And my former husband and I, he was a, he is a type one of 45 years, knock on wood with um, no complications. And we decided to start a mail order business called Sugar Happy. We moved to the country, started this business. It just kept growing, growing, growing. And we started a radio show at the same time, which actually LifeScan had sponsored for us. And people used to call in, ask questions. It was a live radio talk show where people can ask very specific questions just to get another advice, another opinion, I should say, on something where they've asked multiple doctors but still couldn't find the right answer. And from that, we had people call us and say, hey, you know, I really like your show, but I can't listen to it. Would you be willing to transcribe it? And uh, I would be happy to pay for a transcription. So we started a publication called Diabetes Interview, which was really the interview of the radio show. And we ended up, that ended up just growing into a big publication. In about 2004, we changed the publication's name from Diabetes Interview to Diabetes Health to more accurately reflect what we were doing. I'd sold the business. You know, I had, I had children. And now, now, what year was this? What year was that that you started doing that? Give us a time frame year-wise, Diabetes Health. Oh, God. Oh, for Diabetes Health? Well, Diabetes Health actually launched in 1991. Okay. And it really launched as just, again, as a transcription of a radio show, which eventually evolved by demand. You know, I could say we were really sophisticated and we had this three-prong approach to the market with Sugar Happy, the store, the medical device, the radio show, and the publication. But really, everything we did was in response to our customers. They'd say, hey, I want this. Hey, my doctor, even starting the radio show, people started calling us and telling us, well, my doctor said I have borderline diabetes. And, you know, we weren't doctors, but we said, well, that doesn't sound right. It's like being pregnant. You either do have it or you don't have it. (laughs) And so we really started the radio show in response to that because we were going, oh my God, how can these people be so misinformed by doctors? And so that really was the impetus for the show. And then the magazine, again, it was because people said, hey, I can't listen to the show. Could you please put it in writing and we'd be happy to pay for it? And gosh, here we are 30 years later. Who would have thought that we're still doing this? But there's so much in diabetes. And look at you, Dave. How long have you been doing this now? Oh, my God. Uh, You know, I think it's either 98 or 99, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's just – and I'm sure when you started – People ask you, is there really enough for you to write about, right? Are there really enough people out there that you could write about that you can talk to? (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny when you look back on those days and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, I remember my very first ADA scientific sessions Uh and how small it was. And then like you morph that 10 years after that and how big it was. Yeah. It was, it was like this incredible transformation as you know yeah and now we're seeing the opposite we're seeing the contraction of all of that which is really interesting 
Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it, it it's funny because you know, you and I have seen a lot here, you know, which which I which I, I will say makes us experienced. Yeah. You know, that's how I phrase that. But it is interesting the the cycles that you see this industry go through. Oh, absolutely. And having three decades of seeing all the medical devices, the medication, the players, who's rising, who's falling, who's buying who out, who's, you know, closing their doors. It's really, it's been a very rich, rich history for sure. But the one thing about diabetes that I do like, Dave, and I know you feel this way, is that you know, it, it is an industry when you're in it this long. It's like a family. Everybody that we know and we talk to and do things with, we feel very close to. I mean, some of my reps when I own Sugar Happy Diabetes Supply Store in San Francisco are presidents of companies that have retired. So we've had this kind of this history together that it, it's hard not to feel like family because we've all experienced and seen the changes together. But it's been a really rich, rich industry. And for me, I think overall, you know, if I was going to say what my platform is as a publisher of DiabetesHealth.com is that I'm a patient advocate. I have a lot of family members that have type 2 diabetes. I come from four generations of type 2 diabetes who struggled with their management. And they were very bright people. It wasn't because they just didn't want to be compliant is that this is what I say. You really don't get what you don't get when it comes to diabetes. You know, there's a lot that people can be overwhelmed. There are a lot of reasons to give up. It's like, no matter what I do, no matter what I try, you know, why bother? I'm not going to succeed. And my job as a publisher is really to kind of help people and pick them up where they are. A, to kind of um, distill complicated information so they can understand it, to make better decisions for themselves and be it inspire them to create the change and let them know that they're not alone. And, you know, no one gets up feeling every day 100%. Now, your publication right now is completely virtual, correct? No, no, no. Oh. I have, uh, you know, my publication is still used as an educational resource with healthcare professionals. So I have a controlled qualified list of educators, of diabetes educators, who have to see at least 25 people in the clinical setting and they have to request the publication. So we don't send it out to anybody. We send it out to people that want it. And then also I work with McKesson. I do all their custom publishing for, not all of their, but the diabetes health custom publishing for the pharmacies, which has been wonderful because they've been really proactive in providing education for their patients. And we know the more you know, the better off you are. So they've been really leaders in that. So so tell people, let's, let's switch gears for a second. Tell people about your book. And- a, why you wrote it, and you know what it's all about. My sugar happy book, or my Baghdad from Berkeley, <laughs> which doesn't. Well, let's do the Baghdad from Berkeley book. <laughs> oh, you're you like my little trailer I put up, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, we can talk about the other one too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to say that trailer. I have a friend of mine that's a filmmaker in Hollywood. And I asked him to put it together for me. And when he gave it back to me, I said, wow, I really had no idea it would be so good because I've gotten such a great response from it. I think the book that I wrote really is about being, I I think it's really timely in terms of with all the political issues about race, inclusion, being a woman and being bicultural, you know, growing up in a country where I'm veiled in one country, but when I come to America, I live in Berkeley, you know, and I'm wearing military, you know, like, you know, my brother's military shirt and riding a motorcycle. So it's just kind of this duality of life. 
and the freedom that I had as a woman to make different choices as an American woman, but also growing up through politically, it was very political when I came to the U.S. I, you know, I lived in a, in a black area and I didn't know that I was white. So there was a lot of politics, but I didn't speak any English. So, you know, when people tried to communicate, like once someone tried to rob me and I couldn't speak to them, you know, and they're like, they got so frustrated, frustrated. They're like, get out of here. So, yeah. So the book really, I think it's a great, I think it's a great woman's book, you know, for teenage girls, because I think it's inspiring in the sense of being proactive. I've always been very assertive in what I've wanted, not just because I'm like aggressive or anything, uh, but it could be that I grew up wrestling my brother Jamal. So we were always competing. (laughs) But I think it's a good book for women to be proactive in what they want. Now, if, now it's just, I'm assuming the book is available Amazon. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. And I actually have the NadiaAlSamari.com website, which I can give you the link later, where people can also, if they just want the digital book, they can get it there. But everything is available on Amazon. If they want a paperback, it's on Amazon. If they want a hard copy, they can go to Barnes & Noble. Now, what about your other book? The, the sugar book. Sugar happy. Yeah. Sugar happy for happy blood sugar levels. I did that because I have worked with family members and I had one family member in particular call me every day with their blood sugar. And, and what I've said is I've, I've, I've known this person for a very long time and I've never had them communicate with me so much. And they were on metformin and they weren't feeling well. And so what I did is I worked with them every day, kind of really more coaching them on how to talk to their doctor, what to ask them, what kinds of things to what they can do. And if they wanted to go off their medication, the kinds of things that they can do, but to also not take my recommendation, but to discuss it with their doctor when they're making these changes. And in four weeks, this person went off the metformin and their blood sugars are great. They have a CGM and this is a type two person. So I've done this for a lot of people where, you know, if I know somebody or somebody knows me, like if you called me and said, hey, you know, of course you're very well versed, but if you called me and said, hey, my, you know, my sister's best friend lives in your area. Would you meet her for coffee and talk to her? She just got diagnosed. You know, I do that. So because I've been in the industry for so long, I've done this privately for a lot of people. And what I decided to do was put together a book, Sugar Happy, that's really kind of a practical guide. You don't have to read it from the front to back, because if you're like me, I don't read, I don't finish most of my books and I don't always start from the front. (laughs) So this book can appeal to anyone where you can just look up, you know, why are my blood sugars high? How to bring it down? You know, why do I experience low blood sugar? Why do I wake up with a low blood sugar? Why do I wake up with a high blood sugar? I discuss all the medications, all the medical devices on the market and really teach people, explain to them how these devices work. Because when I had my sugar happy store, this was one thing that I really kind of stood out. I spoke to a guy that came in once and he said that he was taking insulin. And I said, oh, great. Which, which insulin are you on? And he said, I don't know. It's a white tablet. Well, that said a lot to me. (laughs) I was like, okay, so these are the kinds of things that I want to teach people that that's a pretty basic example. But there's a lot of information that people really, they don't get how stuff works. And then once they do get it, it's kind of like knowing how to use the accessories in the car. Once you understand it, then you have the benefit of it. And that's kind of what I do is I teach people that. 
I'm a patient advocate in that arena. Now, what would you say over the time frame is the biggest change in how patients are reacting to you? I mean, is it is it more tech oriented now as opposed to drug oriented? What what how has the patient changed over all these years? Well, I think the change for me because you know I write my Ask Nadia column and that's ranked number one, two, three, four, five, and six on Google, and the things that. What I find is that people that ask me questions don't trust their doctors or they don't understand their doctors. So they just want like another opinion. So what I do is whatever question they have, I research it, I give them sources, and and then I advise them on questions that they can ask their healthcare professional. So I think with the advent of internet, people are smarter and they ask better questions, but at the same time, as you know, not everything on the internet is good information. You know, there's a lot of misinformation that you don't get. For example, like, you know, my doctor says if I lose weight, this is a question I get my diabetes is cured. Uh, And I'm thinking, okay, so you must be, I'm assuming you're a type two, you know, those are the kinds of things. And if you are a type two, I said, you know, there really isn't, if you get your blood sugars in the normal range, yes, that can be perceived as cured or reversed, but technically it's not. To me, curing is that you can resume your life doing what you did before you were diagnosed with diabetes. And there's really no therapy out there that does that. So that's the other thing, I think, kind of teaching people about the misinformation that's out there. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting point that you bring up because in a lot of my other podcasts, it's a reoccurring theme for most of us who have, you know, been around for a while. You know, we're, I think all of us are trying to decide and debate a little bit about, okay, is social media a net positive or net negative? You know, as you correctly point out, you know, there are some excellent sites out there. Right. But there's also this, you know, I don't want to use the term charlatans, but there's, you know. Lots of them. No, there are. And it's frustrating. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it is a new, I mean, it is a new world when it comes in. And, and let's stay with that for a minute. You know, the patients you're talking with, do you see them adopting what I call either digital health or digital diabetes? Or, or are they kind of going it alone? They're going through it alone and they're going through support groups and looking for different venues. I think most people, the digital, I think the digital format works when you're with a group of people, everyone's using it and you feel comfortable with it, but not everybody feels comfortable with it. You know, I mean, what are, you know, I mean, I use a lot of apps, but I use my apps for very specific things. I don't always use the apps for everything that they're able to do. And, you know, I know everything's supposed to be really easy when you digitize things, but, or, you know, when you're on the social platforms, but it's not always easy for people. I think what people look for is support. They look for connecting with people. They look for talking to people, to getting answers, not just doing some kind of formulary documentation, like some admin task. No, are are they, is it, is it a question like, you know, there's all these new things out there. There's, you know, you got, you got OneDrop, you got my dear, you got Levanco, you got Cecilia, you got all of the, you know, yeah. a plethora. Are, are they, do you see them taking advantage of that or, or is that just too much for them? I think it's too much. You know, the people that like all that, Dave, and I think, you know, this is true. It's probably like the 1% of the type oneers that are really proactive and a lot of them are 
are active in the community in terms of writing and speaking. You know, the rest of the people with diabetes are not like that. They really aren't. And they're looking for a personal connection because that's where we create change. It's not some, you know, AI, hey, what's your blood sugar? Okay, do this. We, we want someone that can, you know, we can talk to and say, hey, I'm stressed out and, you know, my blood sugars are high. And someone going, hey, I know what that's like. I was stressed out the other day and my blood sugars really went through the roof too. I mean, that's what people are looking for. They're not looking for these impersonal. And let me just say, this is specifically to my market and the people that are attracted to my platforms. They're looking for that connection. They're looking for someone that can relate to them. I would also imagine, given your target, that access is an issue. Because it's another reoccurring theme that I'm hearing from everybody I talk to, is that we have all this great stuff. Right. But, you know, I mean, you know, you and I can, you know, we, we, we can afford these things and, you know, it's great. But not everybody has access. Right. And that's a huge thing. I get emails like that too. I really need a pump. I can't afford it. Is there any way you can help me? And there was an organization that, that was helping people with pumps for a while where Medtronic was donating some pumps to them and I was able to connect them with that organization. But yeah, I think, I think that for me, that's one of the hardest things as a publisher is not being able to help people say, yeah, go here and get insulin. I mean, I can list them. I do have a guide on how to get or apply for like free diabetes supplies where people, where I list all the companies that will help you with insulin, medication, medical devices. But, you know, a lot of them are more for a nominal fee. They're not completely free. And again, strips have come down so much in price. Most people just, you know, go to Walmart and, and even all the meter companies, the brand meter companies have come down to an affordable strip that everyone can afford. Now, if you had to, okay, you know, let's 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 look at the crystal ball. You can you know, we've both seen a lot over the last few years. If you had to say, you know, you let's say you look five years from today, what do you think this is going diabetes management patient relations is gonna look like in five years? Uh well, that's different from what I wish for it to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so you're asking me like what will the industry do? Well, I mean, I think if you look at COVID, the way they're handling COVID, everything is kind of streamlined, automated through a phone call or a Zoom call. And getting people used to that or getting people comfortable with that or having people feel satisfied with that. Like personally, honestly, I pay $1,000 a month for health insurance. And the fact that I have to Zoom with a, with a doctor where I have a $4,500 fee, I'm like, I want to see a doctor. <laughs> I don't even go in. I don't have any, any health conditions, you know. So it's frustrating to me. So I, I see, you know, when I look at, for example, you see Kaiser here in California. Boy, they are building so many. Kaisers, are, they're like everywhere. Everywhere you go by, I see a Kaiser building coming up. And they're huge. And and I have asked myself, well, how are they going to integrate all the people and more specifically people with diabetes is what I care about. Does this mean that they're going to have more diabetes educational classes? Because Kaiser has always been very successful and also very progressive in having diabetes classes. You know, like in Oakland, Kaiser, they used to, their class was like 200 people would attend. I mean, that's a lot of people. 
So I think with the technology, if they integrate it with people coming together and having community, I think they could be very, very successful. But I think if you just leave it to technology alone, that just contributes to feeling isolated again. So in your work with, do you get requests? Is there a consistent request you're getting all the time, either like not just from your patients, but like from the people at McKesson, do they... Is there something they keep saying, hey, we, we want more of this? You mean in terms of education? Either education or requests that you get. I mean, you know, it's, it sounds to me like, you know, a lot of the people that I've spoken with, you know, there's this, I don't want to call it a disconnect, but it, it's more of, okay, you know, you, you know, what, what do you hear about every day in my business? You hear about every digital health company that there could possibly be, you know, and everybody thinks it can be solved by an app and that, you know, People are going to embrace this and it's okay to meet with a doctor virtually. And then I, then when I talk to people in the field, you know, people like yourself or other, you know, researchers or endocrinologists, you know, they, they give me a completely different story. They're like, nope, right. you know, you know, that's not what our patients want, you know? So, you know, right. what, what do you see going on there? Well, I think the person that I work with, uh, with McKesson is probably one of the best versed person I've ever worked with in the industry, hands down, because they understand diabetes in a way that in, in the 30 years that I've been in business, I don't know that many people that understand it the way this person does. So they really, and so when I put together my editorial for them, they know if it's a value because they look at it and go, oh Yeah. And they know that people are looking for very specific information, which is this is the problem, this is the solution, and this is what you can do. Or some things are more diagnostic. I mean, McKesson has been, they're, they're, they've been really progressive compared to the other companies. And I say this because I've seen the other companies put out publications, uh, not like mine. And I look at their publications and they're just... They're not really, there's nothing special about the editorial. It's not really targeted by, you know, for, I, I don't know, it's just really different. I think when you live with people with diabetes, you can look at certain editorial and go, well, yeah, that's pretty ABC. Or you could be a little more influential in picking topics where you know what people need to know what they don't know. I mean, that's what good writing to me is, is teaching people what they don't know. So what are you going to do next? So you, you know, you've written a couple books. You got this, you know, great business going on. Is there another book in your future? Are you gonna- yes. Yeah, I'm doing a couple of things actually. One is, believe it or not, I did have. We used to do the crossword puzzles where, and I just did it for fun, where we would put the different diabetes terms, and then people would have to find the word. Well, it turns out that it's very, very popular. And the Sugar Happy book now is a series book. So we're going to have, we have Sugar Happy, Your Diabetes Guide. We're going to have Sugar Happy, Ask Nadia Q&A, which, and then we're going to have Sugar Happy with the puzzles. And then I'm also working on a keto book I have online. I started the, um, uh, from the Sugar Happy Kitchen, and I'm doing all these keto recipes and it's been really great because I have people that are both like vegan, on a keto diet, on a paleo autoimmune diet, in carnivores, all like try my recipes. And if they all give it a thumbs up, then I put it online for people. Now, now do you have a, a separate type for the sugar happy or is that 
No, I decided to put it just under. So if you go to diabeteshealth.com, you'll see the, the on the top bar, it'll say Ask Nadia, and the next one will say From the Sugar Happy Kitchen. And I've done like granola. I've done a lingostino risotto. I do spaghetti pasta with, with sun-dried tomatoes. I'm going to put together a Greek salad for people. I've done roast. And uh, during the holidays, I'm going to have a special issue that I'm putting together for just holiday uh, treats. Oh, and I just put up some great keto cookies that I've done with the Lily um, chocolates. They're just really yummy. So I'm doing food. (laughs) Being home with COVID, I'm doing, well, you know what it is, Dave, is I've put on weight, you know, like I I needed to put on a little extra weight. So now that I'm doing this whole keto thing, I'm just losing weight. And my goal is just to come up with really good recipes for all those high-carb foods that I love because I'm not willing to give them up. But I am willing to exchange the ingredients so I can have the same satisfaction. So, so you you don't get into on your side. I, I you know I don't remember that. You are you do you also give exercise tips or? Yeah, we have you know through people that are exercise physiologists. We do yes, and uh, more importantly, I think uh, you know a lot of the tips we give is like how to get started. You know, the hard part is once you stop. I know you're very athletic, and you live in an area where you can jump on your bike and do things. But for a lot of people that can't go out, you know, just doing something, when you stop doing something, it's really hard to get back into it. I mean, I was very, you know, athletic until COVID and I have not been athletic at all. And it it amazes me how I could shift so much. So a lot of it, again, is really more helping people kind of get onto a game plan, exercise plan, and starting where they are, you know, finding different ways that people would be, you know, to inspire them. You know, just like, you know, I tell people, go and walk for 12 minutes a day and you'll, you know, and the next thing you know, you can do a little more. And, you know, and of course, we always recommend that they talk to their healthcare professional because we don't know what medications they're on or if they're capable of doing it. So we always, you know, make sure that people know that. But yeah, so we do a lot. And then, of course, I do some, you know, videos like you and some podcasts that are interesting. And all of this can be found at Diabetes Health, correct? Everything's on diabeteshealth.com. Yeah, I have everything there. And I'm assuming that, that like the rest of us, you have a Twitter feed, a LinkedIn page and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then new, what I have actually, my latest thing is I also have shop.diabeteshealth.com and I have all these guides, you know, how to keep your brain healthy, families and diabetes, the new flu guide. We do that. What else? We have lots of stuff. Uh, let me think. Oh, burnout, diabetes, burnout. Yeah. And then we put together our annual product reference guide. I'm just looking here seeing. Yeah. So we have about six different guides that people could purchase online if they'd like that are digital. And that way they have it always. So to, to kind of wrap up a little bit, if you had to leave my listeners with a thought of, okay, you add a lot of value. You do a lot of things. What is it that you're going to, you're going to bring to anybody who says, Hey, I want Nadia to work with me on my team, whatever, you know, what, what, what do you want to leave one of the listeners with? When you say my team, are you mean, do you mean professional or patient? Well, you know, you know, I mean, you know, people that read diabetic investor and it's a lot of business and, Mm -hmm. You know, they're always looking for, you know. Well, I think, uh, well, what I do is I do bring a very realistic approach to diabetes. I don't, I wouldn't be a good person for anyone to hire me if they wanted me to repeat and say, and just applaud them for what they're doing. I mean, unless I genuinely agreed with it. 
So I would be a good person and I'm, I'm a patient advocate. You know, I have four generations of people with diabetes. I write a column, you know, the Ask Nadia column. You could look at that and you can see the kinds of things that people ask me. I can discern what people are saying. I can discern through things. I think most importantly is I bring a very personal experience of living with type 1 and type 2 diabetes, writing about it, researching it. I know products. I know medical devices. So I would think I'm really someone is more of an opinion person. So if they want my opinion on something where they're doing something, then, you know, they're developing something. And, hey, what do you think of this? Because having had the store, I've had to work with patients and say, hey, like, well, what's your lifestyle? Before I recommended any products to them, tell me what you do. Do you go out at night? Do you go like to black ties? Do you, you know, are you a swimmer? You know, so depending on that, that's how I approach people. And I do the same thing in my publication and all my platforms. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. And, and just so everybody knows, you know, asknadia.com. Is that correct? Is that the right one on the website? Or is that on Diabetes Health? It's all on diabeteshealth.com. And, and if they're interested in the guides and the books, they could go to nadiaalsamari.com. I'll send you links that you can include in your... Uh, yeah, so we will have that all up. Nadia, it's been a pleasure. Hey, hey, before you go, I, I want to know what Mama Cliff's thinking these days. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, What's up with Mama Cliff? 